But no, man, this will be cool. We'll, we'll reflect at the end of the year. We'll re-listen to this. It'll be cringeworthy, and we'll see what we actually pulled off um, and what we didn't. I'm Jim Huffman, and this is If I Was Starting Today, a collection of conversations about half-baked startup ideas, growth tactics, and stories from founders, including my own journey as a business owner. All of the content is centered around one question. What would you do if you were starting today? Right. Today, I've got my business partner, Jonathan, on, who is uh, you're essentially a co-host now because I drag you on so much. And it is the 7th of January, so we're a little late at this, but we are going to do our 2022 goals. I think most people do these the last week of December, but I took a week off. I actually did unplug. You, were probably, you probably had your goals done in November, but we're going to get to it. So I, th- I think... A fun way to go about this is, let's look back at last year. It's always interesting to see, okay, here are the goals I set out for last year, and here's absolutely what I did not accomplish, and maybe some things you did. Let's talk about what are our professional goals, what are our personal goals, and then I have some themes, just because I like to be like, what's a theme for the year? And then finally, I think this is where you're going to be really good, Jonathan, is how the heck do we pull off these goals? Because New Year's resolutions usually by like February 4th end up not being something that people pull off, but you're actually really good at this. So how do you feel about that setup? I'm very excited. Let's dive in. I think this is, I've told you in the past, this is probably one of my favorite topics, just studying about like goal setups and goal accomplishments. So yeah, very excited to riff on this. Yeah, and I th- I think your frameworks they've been really helpful for me over the years as someone that'll just like throw a big goal out there and then in December you're like oh yeah I said I would do that and I didn't but you you actually say you'll do things and do them you're the most accountable person I know so let's so it was kind of fun I do I have a blog where I always talk about oh here are my goals for the year and then at the end of the year I reflect so I was looking at mine for. 2021. And here's what I had. I'm interested to see if you remember any of these. One was getting growth hit to 2 million in sales. The second was the email list to 15,000. Third was implementing scaling up, not traction. Uh, Third Mm. was doing 30 podcast episodes. I had another one which was acquire a company. And then finally getting funnel teardowns to 75. Yeah. So there are some of those I definitely did not hit. But what's crazy is some of the big ones we absolutely hit, right? So we got to that goal of over 2 million in sales, which is pretty exciting. We did launch a podcast. We didn't do 30 episodes. We did 50 episodes. We did not acquire a company, but we did launch a company. But we're and also wanting to implement scaling up. We actually implemented traction. So I think that counts. We'll give ourselves credit for that. But I did not get the email list to 15,000 subscribers. We're not even at 10,000. And Funnel Teardowns, which is our content site that we're super fired up about, got completely neglected. And then my personal goals, or actually I had some themes around just saying no and delegating. And I do think those themes kind of held true. I was able to delegate more, but I'm such a yes person and a people pleaser. I would say I halfway hit the goal of saying no more. But yeah, that's that's what I had for the previous year. What did you have? So for the previous year, 2021, I split up years, typical 12-month years into four 
blocks or four quarters. There's actually a book on this called 12 Week, 12 Week Years. And the thinking around that is it's much easier to manage a 12-week period than a 52-week period. And because it's, it's harder to see 52 weeks out into the future, many things can change. But I did have very similar to what you uh, just mentioned, like some goals where uh, we definitely hit uh, with others where I completely failed, continued rolling them over into the next 12-week year until I literally ran out of time in 2021. That one is definitely funnel teardowns and the content site you mentioned. This is something that has always been a priority for us, but unfortunately gets deprioritized when we have other client work and all these other projects that are also competing for our bandwidth. The one where I definitely succeeded, I think, was scaling our team, growing our team so we could create more bandwidth for us to chase these other goals that we have for ourselves. So I'd say a lot of success there, but definitely failure on funnel teardowns. But we'll talk about that later on because it's, a, it's coming up again in 2022 and we'll see how we uh, fit that in. Yeah, as we've been going through EOS, Entrepreneur Operating System, and that framework, there was something that book that hit a little too close to home. It's like, if you find yourself having the same problems every quarter and every year, and you're not addressing them, the problems you or, or your focus. And as I look at like the past three years of goal settings, there's some on there that have kind of always been on there that I haven't hit. And it's, it kind of makes me cringe. It's like, well, why, why am I not making this a priority? Am I not able to do this or should it not be a priority? So yeah. Maybe it's time to have that come to Jesus moment on, you know, are we doing this or not? Because you and I, like, we'll talk about like setting big rocks and goals for the year. And the list gets so long. The, hmm. the discipline is being like, hey, what should we not focus on? Yeah. And what are the three things that really matter? So anyway, may, maybe at the end of this, we'll, we'll figure that out. Yeah. And actually, one quick point on that one, Jim. I also want to definitely congratulate you on the podcast because I remember that when it was still an idea. That was being mentioned along with all these other goals, but you definitely managed to get it started and then stayed consistent with it throughout the year. So hats off to you on that one for sure. Right. It's all about consistency. Even if the intro music is horrible, if you say um and a like 10,000 times in an episode, it's like, just keep going. Hopefully it'll get better. So let's look at professional goals for 2022. So even before I like go down this path of what I want to do, I take a step back and be like, okay, what are my overall goals that I have as a professional? Not not just within the year, but big picture. Like when it's all said and done, I don't think I'll ever retire, but whenever you hang the hat up and not to get too like deep on this, but like one thing I think about is, you know, I want to own or invest in over 30 companies where I have a, a, a true like say in what goes on there, which goes to our idea of a startup studio. So that's one big one. Another one is I'm really excited about creating content and working in public and I actually want to like inspire over a million people. And so to do that, it's, you know, putting content out there on scalable channels like podcasts and whatnot. And so one goal is, well, actually, I guess the goal this year that'll, that'll hold off on. And then another one is I actually want to individually help 500 people. So like have a list of 500 people that I could help. So like everybody on my team, everybody in my family, like how can I actually help them? And then this one, this is, I heard this idea of when you're setting goals to make something that's kind of silly, but something you could really visualize. So one that I have is I'd love to be able to write a seven figure check that I can hand deliver to people that I partner with. Because as we talk about doing this startup studio and doing so many like big things, 
I think it's really fun to build something together. And then at the end of it, have this great outcome or success that you built something together and be able to share that. And I think it'd be really cool, almost like a publisher's clearinghouse moment, like all these people we partner with on ideas and our team to be able to write them really big checks. So anyway, those are some of my like big themes that I have. So how do I break that down to what I want to do in 2022? So one is, you know, we did 2 million ARR for growth hit. We want to get to 3 million this year. With the startup studio, I actually want to launch and get one company to a seven-figure run rate. This I want to get to 100 podcast episodes that are published. Individually, I'd like to do five angel investments. And then I want to get the email list over 10,000. So those are five kind of quantifiable goals that, that I've put out there. But interesting to get your reaction on any of those actual goals, but then to hear yours. Yeah, I actually really love the way you thought about it as themes and then breaking it down into goals that are achievable within the next 12 months. That's, I think, a very smart strategy. The way I think about goals, or I think my framework for it, and this is, comes mostly from being burned a lot in the past, is the stove analogy. I, I did not originate this idea. I don't, remember, I don't even remember where it came from, but imagine a stove. You have large burners on a stove, small burners, and then you have an oven. And the large burner is what gets most of the, the energy, the heat. And for our purposes, that's where our attention would go and our bandwidth be, would be spent. The small burner on a stove is maybe like routines, things that get you know, a decent amount of heat, but can run without too much of our attention on a day-to-day -day basis. And then we have ovens. These are things that, or things that go in the oven that just requires time. There's really nothing you can do about it right now, per se. It's like saving up for some money or some, some amount of money for some goal in the distant future. So those would be goals that go in the oven. So I like to play around with this framework because the problem with thinking about our goals, personal versus professional, is we still need to find time to come to, to execute on all of them. And we, unfortunately, when you think about it separately, you'll have large, large burner personal goals and large burner professional goals. And you simply won't have bandwidth to execute both and something will suffer in life. So using this framework has been very helpful. Right now in 2022, uh, at least for the first 12 weeks, the 12-week year, my large burner goal is a professional goal. It is not personal. All my personal goals are either in the oven or the small burner. And right now, the big professional goal for me is working on an idea that, as you said, will reach a seven-year, I'm sorry, seven-figure run rate sometime during the year. So working on it, ideating, validating it, and getting it to the stage where it reaches that seven-figure target. That's by far the biggest item I have on my large burner. Maybe as a secondary item, if I can fit one additional thing there, it's the content, the thought leadership, launching funnel teardowns. I feel like we have incredible ideas on content and things we've always essentially been incubating, never had the time and bandwidth to focus on. But I think for the first time really since I think maybe 2018 or 19, I've put content back on the large burner. So I'm very excited to see where that goes. The rest of my items are really personal and they're on the small burner in the, in the oven. So yeah, at least for this coming next three months, every item on my large burner is professional. All right. I think I have too many goals. I, I, it's really smart to say, here's the one thing I'm going to focus on and here's the time frame. Because I kind of listed some really fun ones that'll be good in a blog post. But can I actually achieve them? I, yeah. So we'll get at the end of this into the frameworks for pulling it off even more. But I love the four burner one. I, I, I James Clear wrote about. It. I don't think he came up with it, but I'll put that in the show notes because it's a really good read. When I read that, it, it, it definitely clicked for me.
And then I put some stuff on here for even personal goals that I had, you know, with, with myself, they're fairly simple. It's it's kind of crazy how like I'm a dad of two, have this business. That's kind of my life. You know, that there's not much else. But and especially with COVID, I'm very much on lockdown. But one I had was getting out of my comfort zone. I used to play quite a bit of basketball, do a lot of sports, and I, I loved being challenged. I loved like having the competitive drive going. I haven't had that outside of business in like a couple of years. I'm really craving that. And so whether it's getting out of the comfort zone or doing something really competitive is what I'm looking to do. Like one year I went all in on public speaking and that'll get you out of your comfort zone real quick. My first speaking engagement, I was flown to like Kansas City and I was in front of like 150 people. And that that was exhilarating. I don't know if it went well, but I did it. I'm also looking to either get back into basketball or go more aggressive into golf and then also try and become a man. I've been looking at building fires. I want to build something with my hands. So by the time my kids are a little bit older, they think their dad's super handy. So I've got that. Um, one that I have is doing three week-long trips where I can actually unplug because um, we've been grinding for a while in this company and we do not give ourselves that luxury. So as we delegate, I'm, I'm really looking to you know, take that time to go on vacations and trips with my family. I'm also looking to invest in relationships more. So much time just goes into work, but I think relationships are the main part of that. And that's, I've talked about EO, the entrepreneurship organization that I've joined, meeting with other founders, but doing more of that this year. I'm trying to read more. So four times per week, read for 15 minutes, which sounds so small that hopefully I can pull that off. And then the, the final two is I'm cutting out social media five times per week during weekdays. And then family-wise, looking to actually date my wife instead of just be this partner that's raising kids. It's like, hey, let's actually make a conscious effort to go on dates and, and be a couple. Because you could see like when you get into the grind of work and having kids, how it could go down this path of we aren't really a couple anymore. So I, I don't want that to happen. And then the final one is being a present and proactive dad, which kind of eats into the idea of ripping out social media because I would hate it where like my, my daughter one time we were hanging out and she looked at me and she's like, you're always looking at your phone. And that just crushed me as I'm supposed to be like in the moment watching Daniel Tiger, like joking with my kid. And there I am probably scrolling through Twitter or Slack. And I'm like, I, I don't want to be that dad. So trying to be present and proactive. So a lot of those are a little more abstract, but those are some of the personal goals that, that I have. You know, it actually sounds like a lot of your personal goals are also on a small burner. It feels like these are routines and habits that you could, you know, execute without taking up a lot of your bandwidth and time. So I think that's very doable. Um, a lot of my personal goals, so like the big one, I think this year might be getting engaged. And that's a little scary to what? me because it's what? Dumb, I mean, yeah. okay. Yeah, separate yeah. podcast on that one. A separate podcast, yeah. So that's <laughs> most likely going to happen uh, this year, I feel like. I'm not entirely sure. I'm not like 100% sure, but I feel like it's it's coming up this year. But yeah, that's a big one. But there's it's not it's not actionable. Like I can't, that's not my number one priority. It's a small burner or at most like something you put in the oven and uh, essentially let, uh, let go that way. 
the other one is to be honest, and you're not you're not allowed to get married or have kids till we hit a billion dollar valuation. <laughs> We've talked about this. Yeah. So, okay. I don't think growth kit can afford both of us to have kids. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. And then reaching blue belt in jujitsu, that's the big one. Personal. It's always been a goal. I started it in 2020 and I've been putting in double sessions. So that's definitely one of my goals. The other one is as you said, Wait, hold building on. relationships. To get to blue belt is is the highest yeah. is black belt, I would assume. To get to blue belt, yeah, yeah. is it like having to learn certain things or do you have to take down yeah. somebody and um, like be a master? So you have, and can we get that on video if it's the latter? Of course, absolutely. I will definitely send you all the footage. I'm actually trying to make a transformation video as well. So like mapping out the entire journey, I'm recording literally everything. So I have all the footage right now, but it's, you have to, essentially they, the, the master will give you a roadmap there are certain things that you have to be able to execute and also grapple with another blue belt just to show that you're at their level. But that's very doable. And that's that's step one on the ladder. And if you reach that, you understand the fundamentals pretty much. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, and these are really the two big items I have on the personal field. And in terms of relationships, it's something that I've always thought about, but I, it's not really even a goal to me. It's more of a, ru- a routine or habit. My goal is to have 52 coffee meetings with people per year. That's one per week. So taking someone important out for coffee or even just trying to reach them, reach out to them virtually to, to introduce myself and get to know them. And that's been a game changer for me over the past year as well. I've literally blown up my social network just doing that. So something that's simple on a week-to-week basis has like huge compounding benefits. So those are my three big things on the, the personal side. Dude, those are really good. Those are big ones. Okay, we, we yeah. have some follow-up podcasts to do. All right, so the, the next thing, we talked about professional goals, talked about personal goals. I'm also trying to think through, for me, like themes for the year. Like last year was big on delegation and saying no. Um, what I'm trying to think through this year, I have like four themes. I'm like, okay, if I stick to these, will this help us get to our goals? One is trusting the process as we're investing in systems and process really like let those run their course because where that can go wrong is what we call the ceo swoop where something starts to go off the rails i drop everything and i jump in and yes maybe that's necessary from time to time but it can't be a default reaction so i'm really trying to sit back shut up and let things run a second one that i have is well, it's kind of two and three, actually. I get really comfortable with certain types of tasks. You know, when you get really busy and you might not start on the most important thing, you're like, I'm going to go where I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in Slack, in email, in a spreadsheet. And while that might be good for certain things, it might allow me to neglect the most important things. So I've really started the night before a work day. I write down what are the big rocks what are the things I need to do that are the highest priority that if it gets done, the day is a success. And usually those are things outside of my comfort zone. So that kind of leads to the third, which is focus on high leverage tasks that are the 10,000, the million dollar task, not the dollar and $10 task, if that makes sense. And then the, the final theme is be decisive and focus. For example, we are launching this startup studio where we need to validate ideas. And the worst thing we could do is start something kind of half asset and let it do this slow death 
that takes three to four years. I want to be decisive and be able to kill or go all in on something within a very specific time frame, which kind of leads to this idea of we need to focus in these sprints that allow us to be decisive. So those are kind of the overarching themes that I'm thinking through for the year. So the big theme for me, and it's really just one, and it's a big one, I feel, it's it's more around execution and just speeding up how we execute. And there's this new framework that I've come across recently that's been a game changer for me. I've literally been practicing it for the last, I'd say, two, three weeks. And it's and it's making the end of week the end of day. And what, what that means is what you what you say you'll do in one week, you parse out what the most important component of that is and do it on the first day of the week, essentially. So by the end of Monday, you've really accomplished a week's, the biggest priorities of that week. And you feel like one, according to the system, Monday is really your most important day. And then on a Tuesday, for example, you go on to those secondary and third priority level tasks. And the benefit of this system is you front load the most important tasks, the ones with the highest leverage, the ones that are, have the highest ability to move your, your goals and projects forward. And you leave everything else that's less important to the, to the end of the week where unforeseen things can happen. So this has been a complete game changer. And I feel more accomplished. I pack more things into days. And every day feels like a sprint where essentially you're moving five times faster. So if you work five days a week, you're literally accomplishing the week's goals, at least for the most part, 80% of it in that first day. And I mean, you can move at a much faster clip that way. So that's been the big theme that I've set for myself for this quarter. Uh, it's around execution and using the system. And the best part about this, it touches everything. It's a force multiplier. So it hits every single other goal that I have in there. So that's that's what I've set up. All right, that sounds awesome. I just Googled it. I couldn't find it. What's that framework called? End of week, end of day? Yeah, so you make the end of day. I'm um, sorry, you make the end of week your end of day. I don't even know what the, the proper name for it is. That might not be the best or the most accurate one, but I'll I'll search that and find it and uh, hand it off to you, Jim, to put in the show notes. But yeah, I just briefly heard about that in passing somewhere and it's it's been amazing so far. All right, that's really good. So this leads to the last thing is we've talked about, okay, the, there's these big goals that we have, professional and personal. We've got these themes, but how in the world do we pull this off? And you've already mentioned essentially three frameworks. You've got the 12-week year, you have the four burners framework, and then this last one, which is kind of end of week, end of day framework. So if someone's like, okay, that's great. There's these ideas for goals and what I want to accomplish. It's now January 2nd, or for us, it's January 7th. How should how are you thinking about actually pulling this off to make these goals come true? I mean, I have like three things that I'm thinking through, which is the idea of win the morning. It's so tough, but I'm trying to, within the first hour and a half of a day, do the big things. The second is batch work to get ahead where I can. And then a third framework that I really like is from James Clear, this idea of habit stacking, where you take something that you already do that's a good habit and how you can tackle on another habit to that. I've done that with my morning routine where I'm actually fairly good at doing a, a morning workout and I've been able to tackle on journaling and reading on the end of that. So that's my morning routine. But those are like three systems that I'm thinking through. But I think I'm I'm playing checkers where you're playing chess. What are the, the systems or frameworks you're using for these goals? 
So I've realized that productivity and making things happen or accomplishing things is mostly an emotional thing. So you have to fight with yourself. You know what the most important thing is, but you will come up with the most creative ways to avoid it. So what I like to do is burst that like anxiety bubble around the the most important thing that I have to do. And the way I do that is literally just doing five minutes of it, just five minutes. I don't have to finish the thing. I don't have to accomplish it. But five minutes is I feel enough time to get started with a task. And by then the anxiety around it disappears. You create a little bit of momentum. And then at that point, you're well into the task that it makes sense to just continue. So five minutes, just you burst that bubble and you get started. Uh, and that's how I start every single day. It's five minutes of work on the most important task. Brian, Brian, Brian Tracy actually used to call it eating the frog. And you eat the frog first thing in the morning. And then everything after that is is easy in the day. It's, it's pretty much straightforward. But if you don't eat that frog early in the day, the entire day is anxiety filled because, you know, there's that one big task that you've left on the side that just continues eating at you for the rest of the day. And it's just a painful experience. So this is just a creative very low effort and doable five minute technique that I've, I've been using a while now. And on top of that, just to make sure that I keep track and score my, the progress on these goals, this is very similar actually to the, the EOS system where you have a scorecard, is just having a weekly review. It's funny how the EOS system and the GTD both have a weekly scoring system where you just track where you are relative to what you said you would be. And if you use a, something like a 12-week system, by week three, you know where you should be. If Let's say, for example, I promised to do 52 coffee meetings with people. And by week three, I should be at three coffee meetings. And I can quickly check on that to see where I am in progress. Jimmy said reading four times a week for 15 minutes. So you should know at the end of that week where you are. And if if it's something that's failed twice or like three, three weeks in a row, chances are that that's something either you have to either like be honest with yourself and completely abandon or make some habit changes at that point to go back and, and fix that. But these are the two systems that I lean on the most, scoring it in the five-minute anxiety break. Yeah, GTD, getting things done. I need to reread that book because that's such a great way for intaking all the things you want to do and then prioritizing. And th there has to be some EOS system for personal life. If anything, just use EOS for your own life. That one's yeah. really good because what we've started and the, the scorecard, it's man, it's so powerful because it real it real quick it shows you if you're on track or not. And it allows the scorecard to do the talking as opposed to anything else for accountability. But that, that that's a good call out. What else? Any other frameworks or systems you're thinking through that people should think through for, for goal setting or managing their goals? No, I think these are definitely the big ones because these are force multipliers, right? If you know how to use them, it will impact every other goal that you use or every other goal that you have for that matter. So. Yeah, that's why I lean on them the most. And for now, they're the ones that are working the most for me. There's, I think, I can't remember if it's scaling up or if it's traction, but this idea of the BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal, that's like the goal you have for in 10 or 25 years. And we kind of have that with the startup studio and the size of the portfolio that we want to build. I believe that's it. But one thing we'll be working on now is like, tying a vision to that and getting other people bought in. Cause that's where I think these things can really catch fire is when everyone's on the same page with what you're working towards. Because as like a, a business leader, 
I think I've been pretty bad at like sharing the vision. Whereas I think I, I know what it is, but if we went around and ask everybody individually, I think the answers would be very different. And so that's something that like taking this framework and scaling it across the team is something that I'm, I'm thinking through because that, that's where it gets real powerful. But, but no, man, this will be cool. We'll, we'll reflect at the end of the year. We'll re-listen to this. It'll be cringeworthy and we'll see what we actually pulled off um, and what we didn't. Yeah. And who knows at that point, I might even be engaged. So it might be a great success. Oh my gosh. Okay. We got to talk. I don't even, I haven't even met this person. Um, so we need to uh, get together very soon. Thanks as always, man. Thank you very much, Jim. Appreciate it. Today's episode is brought to you by no one. Yep. We have zero sponsors. I haven't reached out to any companies, nor would I expect a reputable brand to give me money, but I'll give a few plugs. First, I send a weekly newsletter each Thursday featuring five articles or tools that have helped me. You can sign up for these weekly updates at jimwhuffman.com. Second, for anyone running a startup, if you need help growing your business, check out Growth Hit. Growth Hit serves as your external growth team. After working with over 100 startups and generating a quarter billion in sales for clients, GrowthIt has perfected a growth process that's hell-bent on driving ROI through rapid experiments. Plus, you'll get to work with yours truly. So if you want to work with a team that's worked with startups that have been funded by Andreessen Horowitz or featured on Shark Tank, then check out GrowthHit.com. And finally, I wrote a book called The Growth Marketer's Playbook that takes everything I've learned as a growth mentor for venture-backed startups, and I've distilled it down to 140 pages. So instead of hiring a growth team, save yourself some money, get the book, and you can just do it yourself. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I'd love to hear feedback. I'm on Twitter at Jim W. Huffman.